Welcome to Marriage Steps with Dr. Wyatt Fisher. We're developing deeply satisfying relationships as the goal and following our six marriage steps as the path to get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. This show is about your life and your marriage. So call 303-596-6836 with the questions you want me to address and leave a voicemail. Today we're focusing in on step number five, which is cultivating sexual fireworks. This step, number five, comes at number five because it's going to be optimal if you've already established the previous four steps. These steps are in order for a reason. You can jump around on the steps, but don't expect to have optimal sex unless you've already established steps one through four. Again, step one is developing a covenant relationship, so there's security. Step two is owning your brokenness, so you both have a healthy dose of humility. Step three is learning to share power, so you both feel like equals and you have a voice. Step four is cultivating emotional connection, so you've learned how to work through your resentments and you're building emotional intimacy, and then you're ready for step five, cultivating sexual fireworks. So there's a lot of problems around sexual intimacy in marriage. As a marriage counselor myself, I see it frequently that couples come in, they're nervous to talk about it, and they have problems around sex for some reason or another. Uh, One of the top reasons is because of previous sexual trauma. One in three women have had sexual trauma at some point in their life. Normally it's growing up from say a sibling or a babysitter or a step parent or a family member a boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, so sexual trauma. One in five men have had some type of sexual trauma at some point in their life. And when you have sexual trauma, most people go one of two directions. They either go hypersexual or hyposexual. The hyperpath is someone who becomes hypersexual, where that's all they want all the time. And the reason is because they want to be in control. They never want to be in a powerless position where it's taken from them, so they're going to constantly be the initiator, so it turns them hypersexual. The hyposexual track is someone who is so disgusted and so turned off from their sexual trauma that they want nothing to do with sexual intimacy, and they avoid it like the plague. So that's one common cause of sexual problems that married couples can struggle with is if one or both have a history of sexual trauma. Second is is emotional disconnection. So you hear a lot of people say, I don't feel open to sexual contact because I feel emotionally disconnected. And again, that's why this is step five, so that you can be building that emotional connection on step four. But a lot of couples will report this. I'm just not open to that connection sexually because I feel detached. I feel distant. A third reason for sexual problems in marriage, a common one, is differences in libido. Most marriages have one spouse who has a high libido and one spouse who has a low libido. On average, the male is the one with the high libido, but sometimes it can be the female. So it varies. Um, And libido is tied to testosterone. Men, on average, have much higher levels of testosterone than females, but females still have some. Um, And therefore, a lot of times it is the male with the higher libido. But in my practice, I would say around 15 to 20% of the marriages I see, the female is the one with the higher libido. So because of all these problems, it's important to have tools in your toolbox on how do we approach sexual intimacy in a way that's mutually enjoyable, 
and that makes us feel closer together and unified as a couple, which is the goal of sexual contact. So I'm going to introduce a model today called the wedding cake model. That's what I call it, the wedding cake model. This is Some of these ideas are modified from Dr. Jenny Schuyler, who's a sex therapist in Boulder, Colorado. And again, it's called the wedding cake model. So at the bottom tier of this wedding cake, the base of the wedding cake is daily emotional connection and affection. The emotional connection comes through daily talking and you share your highs, you share your lows, you share what you're feeling, you share what you're thinking and you carve out this daily time to talk. Talking ideally is one of the top habits and hobbies you have as a couple and if you don't, you need to start cultivating it because it's the base of this wedding cake model for sexual intimacy. The daily affection can look different based on how you like to be touched. Ask your partner. Do you like your hair stroke? Do you like your shoulders rubbed? Do you like your hand touched? What kind of touch do you like with all that? Because you have to learn what kind of affection your spouse likes and then you want to provide it to them on a daily basis. So again, so this base tier of the cake is daily emotional connection and affection. Once that's in place, you start working on the second tier of the wedding cake, which is two to three times a week of sensual time. And sensual means it's not sexual. It's only sensual. So here's some options during the sensual time. You can do a shower or a bath together. You can do sensual massage, or you can have some cuddling time. Now, during the shower and the bath, I would recommend wearing your bathing suits. Because if you're not, the higher libido spouse is going to really want it to go further, and the lower libido spouse is going to feel pressure that it better go further. So if you have your bathing suits on, it keeps it in the sensual instead of feeling sexual. Uh, Likewise with the sensual massage. If you chose that activity, make sure you have your underwear on. okay? Because if you don't, it's going to get blurry and it's going to feel like it's sexual time, but it's not. This is only sensual time. Now, after you pick one of these activities, there's several things to keep in mind for the sensual time. One thing is you want to maximize your five senses. We've been given our five senses to experience the world around us, but a lot of times we don't think about that when it comes to sensually bonding with our partner. So for you, say for example, you're going to take a bath with your partner. What would you like to be looking at? That can be levels of light, maybe candlelight, um, you know, maybe a certain picture on the wall. Uh, what would you like to be looking at? What kind of bathing suit would you like your partner to wear? Um, but this is the sight. So what do you want to be seeing during your sensual time that would maximize your pleasure? What do you want to be smelling? Maybe you like a certain scent or perfume or candle, um, but maximize your smell. Next is touch. What do you want to be touching? Maybe that's bubbles. Maybe that's you know, a certain lotion. Maybe it's coconut oil for sensual massage. Um, a lot of couples like coconut oil because it smells good and it feels good on the skin. But what would you like to be touching? That would be pleasurable. What about taste? Some couples eat strawberries. Some eat chocolate. Some drink their favorite beverage. Whatever it is for you during that sensual time that's going to maximize pleasure in your mouth. And then here. So what would you like to be listening to during the sensual time? Is there certain music that you like? Is there nature sounds? Is there um, certain bands that that you like? Maybe ACDC. I don't know what you like. So whatever it is for you. um, But listen to whatever's pleasant and pleasurable. Now the next thing to keep in mind during the sensual time is there needs to be a giver and a receiver. The giver 
is the one giving the, the sensual uh, touch first. So say you're doing a bath together. The giver would be the one that would um, lightly stroke your shoulders and your stomach and your legs and they would wash your body. That would be the giver. And the other person is receiving. And then after a certain amount of time, I would say no less than 10 minutes, you take turns and now the giver becomes the receiver. Okay, so you want to take turns being the giver and the receiver. The giver, by the way, would be the one who plans the sensual time. They're, they would be the ones that creates the scene, who gets ready for the five senses. So the, the person who's going to be the giver first, they're in charge of setting up the sensual time. So you want to take turns with who that's going to be. The next thing during the sensual time is you want to practice giving each other fun feedback. So if you're the receiver, you need to communicate what you're feeling. A lot of times we don't say anything or we, we reprimand or we, we like harshly criticize what our partner's trying to do and then it just crushes them. So this fun feedback idea is you have three choices on how to give feedback. One is mm-mm or mm or mm-mm. That's your three choices. Let me do it one more time. Mm-mm or mm or mm-mm. That's your three options for giving feedback when you're touched. Your partner needs to know what you like, what you don't like, what's just okay. They won't know that unless you communicate. But the way I just recommended is a really nice, non-threatening way to communicate when you are the receiver. The next thing to keep in mind during this sensual time is you need to track your relaxation. Your body will not be able to enjoy the sensual time and respond to the sensual time if you are anxious. And so you have to track your breathing as the first step. So if your breathing is up in your chest, short and shallow, that means you are not relaxed. And you need to practice some deep breathing exercises to get your breathing down into your belly. One of the most effective methods for that is just five seconds into your nose, 10 seconds out of your mouth, like you're blowing off hot soup. Five seconds in, 10 seconds out. And you keep practicing that deep breathing until your breathing gets down to your belly and you start feeling relaxed again. The other thing to watch out for if you're not feeling relaxed and you notice yourself tense up is you have to capture your thoughts. What's going through your mind? If you have sexual trauma, most likely you're going to have some automatic thoughts going through your brain that are not healthy, such as, this is dangerous. They're using me. This is dirty. I better do this or else they'll get mad. Um, whatever it is, those automatic thoughts going through your mind are going to lock up your body. So you have to write down those thoughts and then you want to counter each thought with truth. Because a lot of times these automatic thoughts are extreme thoughts or they're negative interpretations or they're assumptions and our trauma lies in our automatic thoughts. So you need to capture them and then counter them with truth. And that also will help you get back into a relaxed state so that then you can move forward. You don't want to move forward in the sensual time unless you're relaxed. So again, the sensual time should be two to three days a week. And the reason for that is because every time you do it, when you're done with it, then you're going to decide as a couple if you want to go up to the next tier, the final tier of the wedding cake, which is sexual contact. If you're only doing the sensual time once a week or once every two weeks, it doesn't work as well because then the higher libido spouse is going to be feeling like this better go up to the sexual. The lower libido spouse is going to feel like I know they want it to go to the sexual, so I have to. Now it's obligation and it's going to sabotage it. 
However, if you're doing it two to three days a week, then you have more freedom. Because some nights when you do it and you're finished, you may think, "Mm, I'm not open to going up to the sexual tier, and that's okay. Because you both know you're going to try it again the next day or in two days. So it creates freedom to only go as far as you feel comfortable with. So let's say you both complete the sensual time, and then you agree you're both open to moving up to the final tier of the wedding cake of sexual contact. Now, once you move up there, you have options. Maybe one night you're just open to making out, so first base. Another night, maybe just everything above the waist, second base. Another night, maybe you're open to activity below the waist, third base. And maybe another night you're open to all foreplay plus intercourse. The goal in that sexual tier is that you have options. We need to get away from this mentality that sexual contact is intercourse or nothing at all. Because the lower libido spouse often will feel like I'm not up for intercourse, so I don't want any of it. However, if they can view sexual activity as more of a buffet where there's options, we can do a salad or we can have an appetizer or we can have an entree or we can have dessert or we can have all of it. If they feel like sexual activity can have options, they're more likely to engage and then you're going to get all of them. Because if the lower libido spouse just gives in and is just going through the motions, you're going to get their body but not their soul and then you both lose out. So viewing the sexual tier of the wedding cake as you have choices, you have options with how far you go based on what you're up for, it's going to create a more fulfilling connection because all of you are going to be there. So that's the, that's the model, the wedding cake model. So again, the, the base tier is daily emotional connection and affection. The next tier up in the wedding cake is sensual time, two to three days a week. That can be a shower or a bath, a sensual massage or cuddling. During that time, a sensual time, you want to maximize your five senses. Take turns being the giver and the receiver. Practice giving fun feedback when you're the receiver. Got to track your relaxation through deep breathing and capturing and countering your thoughts. Then if you're both open to a sexual connection, you move up to the final, the highest tier of the wedding cake, which is the sexual connection. And then you have options based on what you both would feel comfortable doing. So I encourage you to try out this model this week and see how it goes for you. My own marriage has struggled in this area because my wife came from a background with a lot of sexual trauma. In our early marriage, it really wrecked havoc on our dynamic and I didn't respond very well to it because I'm the higher libido spouse in our relationship. But this model has provided a lot of healing for us. And so it's not only a model I've learned about, it's a model that I live and breathe and I can tell you it can transform your sexual connection. Thank you for listening to Marriage Steps with Dr. Wyatt Fisher. For more information, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And remember to call 303-596-6836 and leave a voicemail with your marriage questions for me to address during the program. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Take care.